Welcome to Hive Mind. Hive is Copter's very own podcast. In this show, we invite brilliant minds to discuss and debate topics we're all passionate about. Community building, navigating the world of business, leadership, and so much more. Come join, and if you've got something on your Hive Mind, tell us. Welcome back. I have to say, I was extremely excited about this episode. I got to sit down with Aggie Marshalek, aka made by Agnesh.hu, to talk about her experience in marketing, building products and services, and of course, her freshly founded Alapitonuk community for women entrepreneurs in Hungary. Alapitonuk started out as gold diggers with a co founder, but Aggie is now the sole lead on the project. All right, I won't keep you hanging any longer. Here's Aggie. Enjoy. Hi, hi, Aggie. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm super, super, super excited to have you on here. Hi. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Uh, let me, <laughs> let awesome. me just, let me just tell you that I was actually super hyped to have this conversation with you because I've, I've been wanting to talk to you about like life in general and everything, and I'm super, super excited <laughs> to finally have the time and the occasion to sit down and have this conversation. So, how are you doing oh, today? Yeah. Great. I just wish we would have some wine right now, um, you know, talking about life and in general. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's missing from our hands right now. <laughs> <laughs> How come you're not drinking? What, what is going on? Where's the uh, wine? Because it's noon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's Maybe a fair point. <laughs> I mean, it's completely justified during Corona, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stick it out. I'm going to um, just start drinking at six, so yeah Good one. <laughs> first heuristic moment of the day cool all right so uh, I, I I've known you for quite a few months now but just just for everyone else who's listening to this podcast could you give just a really really short introduction about yourself okay so hi everyone um I've been um I've been an entrepreneur for more than seven years now so I started my business when I was 19 which is kind of early uh, I actually started uh, my business when I started university, so I kind of like did both like in parallel, mm-hmm. which was um, which was interesting and a nightmare and such a learning <laughs> curve at the same time. Um, I'm I'm a marketer, but I'm also like a digital product maker, so I kind of have this unique um, understanding of both business and marketing. So mm-hmm. I help my my I have my clients to. I guess scale to go to new markets. Um, I'm more because my my background is in engineering, so I also have this systematical way of thinking about marketing. So I'm helping my um, clients with that, but at the same time, I'm also building my own projects. I have, for example, built one of the largest international hiking group in Hungary called Budapest Hikers. It has over eight thousand members, wow. and it's kind of funny because well it's an offline product it's um it's obviously hikes um but i exited from it and it became my my very first kind of semi-passive revenue stream Mm -hmm. which is offline because whenever you think about passive income you always think about like oh what online businesses and whatever no there are actually options to do it offline as well i also have a software product that automates invoicing for a hungarian invoicing system called samlazo.hu so i kind of like trying to find products that people need try to build it market it and ship it that's it (laughs) that's it you know quote unquote that's it um honestly (laughs) when i first met you i was like super amazed with what you've been doing and like Whenever I start these conversations, as I, I just try to go back and ask a little bit about who was Aggie, like who were you when you were little? Like, did you always have these inclinations of wanting to be an entrepreneur and you know build businesses and products, or like how was it for you when you were little? 
so I have a very um, unique family mm. and um, one of the main lessons that my parents taught me as a kid is like it doesn't matter how much you earn but like you have to love what you do mm-hmm. and well I took that lesson but I was like okay but I also want to learn earn a lot <laughs> so more, but I, <laughs> I was like I want to I want to create my own things I love selling stuff and uh, make money and so like okay, I'm going to be a businesswoman. So from a very, very early age, um, whenever someone asked me like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to be a businesswoman. And actually the first time I earned money with my own services <laughs> was when I was eight years old. And with my parents, we went to Buda Castle. It's one of the touristic views in Hungary. And uh, I played violin with my brother. He played another instrument, clarinet. And I earned uh, almost a hundred euros per hour with my violin. Wow. And it was crazy. Um, I learned several types of songs. So if I saw, like, for example, Americans are approaching, I started to play different kind of songs, more speaks to them. So I learned about, you know, customer segmentation. <laughs> <laughs> Very early. Yeah, it is such a good lesson because, like, after that, there is nothing that you feel um, really embarrassed about, but mm-hmm. also... Uh, you feel like you know there are the ways to make money you don't have to go down on the traditional um, way this is super interesting you know because um, I think I had like the complete opposite bringing up where all I have to do all I had to do is basically sit and study and you know get good grades and like the very typical Asian um, family thing so so hearing these stories just makes me like oh my gosh I should have done the same thing so uh, while you were growing up did you have any other experience that led you to become an entrepreneur or to get you into marketing and then later starting your own business and becoming a freelancer? Yeah, so it was first um, becoming an entrepreneur. So it was first like doing my own business. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, when I was in primary school, I was a private student. So I didn't go to like traditional school for, school mm-hmm. for five years. And that experience kind of like told me that you can, you know, like when you go to like a normal school, you are there like at least five, six hours a day. Mm-hmm. And when I was a private school, I only studied up to two hours a day or even less. <laughs> And I mean, like, I still got the same and more results because I could, like, on my own, actually study when I wanted mm-hmm. and within a shorter period of time. And I had much more time to play with my friends and my my family. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's that's kind of one of the things that actually started my entrepreneurial journey because, like, I realized that I don't have to comply with the rules. I can just make my own. Um, and then when I started, uh, actually, Budapest Hikers, that became my first, like, successful um, project. Uh, I realized that when I speak online and I do my, I guess, online marketing thing, uh, people listen to me and people buy my shit. And <laughs> it's like, seems like so, it just seemed like so easy and natural. And I just started getting um, requests from people like, can you help me with this and this? And mm-hmm. how do you set up a campaign? How do you communicate this awesomely? How do you create your own style, mm-hmm. um, like communication wise? And um, how do you grow your own business? And obviously marketing is a big mm-hmm. part of that. So I felt yeah. like, okay, this is where I can help my clients. But I like that I have both kind of like my own products and also um, my clients because my clients always like make me want to learn more. And mm-hmm. they also have me to have insight in so many kind of businesses. And well, it's also great for my to grow my network but my own you know like growing my own babies that's that's like that's certainly as motivation yeah. 
to actually work a lot. <laughs> um, did, did this actually happen before you started university and quote unquote start bus- building your businesses or was this at the same time or a little bit later? How was the whole thing working out? Yeah, so after graduation, after high school, I went to um, study in France for mm-hmm. um, six months. Well, I spent eight months in France. Okay. And when I was back, uh, I had six months where I was like, okay, I don't know what to do because it was in the cross semester. Okay. And, um, okay, I decided I'm going to study as a tour guide and because, mm-hmm. like, I c- couldn't start university, like, not the course I wanted to do. And the next year, uh, when I was n- 19, I started... Um, yeah, I started university and um, I also started my business. But before that, I worked for a company like a, it was a Hungary, um, Hungary based uh, French startup thing. And they needed someone who spoke French, English and Hungary. And I was like, okay, I'm that person. Um, and yeah, I actually like also this is a story. I met, I met the guy in Burger King and we were <laughs> fighting over the same um electric um what is it called it's like the plug uh, because i needed the plug for my laptop oh uh, okay and I was like can i use the plug and it was like yeah sure and i was like oh you sound french and he was like yeah i, I am french <laughs> and he started speaking and a few days later he sent me an email saying okay i need some, a person like you I was like okay i need a company and you know some money to make an aside so i was like okay that's a good match um and I guess like they helped me to like learn this like startup and entrepreneurial mental mm-hmm. mentality as well. And but after that, I where after I worked there for like I think like a year or something, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm I'm ready to move on and start my own things. Um, at the same time, I already started, you know, um, organizing these uh, hikes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it all kind of happened at the same time. Um, but just let me point this out. My studies was. Um, well it's like technical management okay um and I did like a distance study so I realized that if I would have studied as a doctor or you know something that's much more difficult maybe I wouldn't have had the time to build my own own business but the Mm -hmm. way I think I could describe it like that my business was my main thing and university was just for my ego (laughs) (laughs) I'm not the best reason to get a diploma but uh I I know that um uh, but yeah, but I but I, I know that I needed that at the time, but mm-hmm. it was more I treated my university more as a hobby rather than my main thing. And I think that's why I kind of like managed to do both. That's amazing. Um, I, I just want us to go a little bit back when you told me that you went to France, you know, to work there and, and for a couple yeah. of months. Uh, why did you choose France? And were there any experiences there when we were like, oh, this is so much different than Hungary, Budapest, where I come from, right? Um, yeah so like what happened there exactly yeah so I went there because uh, one of my um, one of my boyfriends were French <laughs> and so I met this French guy actually in Budapest and we were kind of like doing like a long distance thing and mm-hmm. he was like do you want to come to France and I was like yeah <laughs> 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 very spontaneous <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I, I went there and actually I, I first worked as a as a waitress and before I moved to France I was like okay I can speak French and then I realized that I couldn't <laughs> I mean, couldn't really um, but I spoke to customers uh, in the restaurant and it was like honestly French numbers they're a nightmare like honestly a nightmare who says like 70 like 60 and 10 like that's just insane to me at least um, so then I learned the numbers but guess what maybe learning statistics just knowing the numbers in French might not be enough 
So that was a really difficult six months <laughs> in the university. Um, I appreciate the time that I spent there, but honestly, mm -hmm. I don't think I was really happy. Um, okay. I was, it's kind okay. of personal. I, was, I wasn't really happy in the relationship and I wasn't really happy um, being in North of Fran France. I was mm -hmm. in Lille, um, which is kind of rainy and I kind of like sunshine. So, okay. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, we are very similar there. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, what am I doing here? Like, I miss Budapest a lot. And Budapest is such an exciting place to be. Honestly, mm -hmm. it's like, I, I love it. It's it's absolutely gorgeous. I think we have the best wines. And the startup scene is amazing. And there are just so many great opportunities. And because, you know, everyone works from, from a laptop or like we are connected to the global mm -hmm. market with our laptops, we have such a great opportunity to build stuff from here. And Honestly, like just like building it with my good Hungarian wine next to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's nothing I'm, I'm, I'm easily giving up on. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love this. So you have this experience, you come back, you kind of build your network. So when you start university, so, so called, and also building, starting out and building your other projects, what is really the yeah. first thing other than Budapest hikers that you start out with? And when you sit down, what is like, how do you start it? Like, do you just sit down and start, you know, typing out in a Google doc saying, okay, this is the project that I want to be working on or how did that happen? Okay, um, so I had a few, like, couple of, I, okay, I had like, loads of failed projects. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest here. I had a loads of failed projects, and one of it was, um, okay, it wasn't really failed, but I was like, I don't want to do that. So, as I mentioned, I studied as a tour guide uh, mm -hmm. when I came back to Hungary to, like, kind of, like, pass time and get another mm -hmm. license. And I got, I I did guiding for um, large English um groups mm -hmm. stack dues sometimes and I, I knew so much about the history and the culture in Hungary because I studied that and all they actually cared about is like going to the pubs and street clubs <laughs> and whatever and I was like okay that's kind of cool but like I want to show like the actually culture side and it was mm -hmm. just like so exciting so exhausting I mean and and I just it just literally burned me out it it was great money I I earned around I think thousand thousand or one thousand two hundred euros a day so it was great especially for <clears throat> for a 19 years old um but i was like okay i, I can't do that anymore because it's not really for me i don't think i provide enough value and break taking someone to strip club that's not the value i want to provide yeah. <laughs> so i decided to change um and actually i i used to teach swimming um wow when i was younger yeah, because my mom has like a triad, like she used to have a triathlon company and because she, she used to be like a huge swimmer, like she was amazing. Um, and so like that was one of her dreams to actually teach and be a swimmer mm -hmm. and teach, teach swimming. And mm -hmm. she also taught us how, she taught me how to teach swimming. Mm -hmm. And I used to teach a lot of kids, uh, but then I was like, oh yeah, I could actually teach adults and I could teach adults in English because there aren't many English teachers <clears throat> who also teach swimming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that was that was another one, and it was called uh, Swim Today. I think it was pretty cool. <laughs> I was doing it with my mom, and we were renting out uh, a, a a lane, uh, like a line mm -hmm. in the swimming pool. It was ours. It was cool. We had a few students, and well, it was just um, uh, breaking even, and just started to make some profit when mm -hmm. I met a guy there, and he was one of the director of Budget Car, 
and he was one of my private students and every Wednesday morning at 5 a.m I was he was asking me like how I am and instead of like a normal person I was like oh I'm great because I've been doing so much marketing job <laughs> and, then, and guess what I did such a great like social media post for this and this person and like we managed to like increase their traffic by I don't know how many percent it's like he was like okay <laughs> but, <laughs> But after a few months and honestly months of like speaking to him about like my marketing adventures, he recommended me as a social media marketer for uh, for budget car. And that's how I landed my first corporate client. <laughs> that is okay. I, I, I don't know if I should be like, this is so amazing. I love this story. I, I, I'm going to remember this one. <laughs> oh my God. Just talk about like consistency and and wow. Okay, so like at Budget Card, do you learn a lot about social media marketing and social marketing or like was it that one of your biggest experience or is it just one of the experience that basically contributed to whatever you had at that time? Yeah, I I guess I learned a lot about like how to communicate on social media for um for a business that also has a strong B2B side. But I think the, the biggest lesson I learned there is uh, how to uh, comply with corporate rules. Okay. Because just about like the angles of the logo, they have like 80 pages written. And mm. it's, I just found that crazy. But at the same time, it kind of like made me think about like branding. And that helped me to, to build Budapest Hikers to be mm -hmm. like a brand. Um, so this was really useful in that sense. Um, yeah, social media was 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 good, and I really enjoyed that at the time. And then, but after a while, I realized that what I more want is like to be like the puppet master of social media <laughs> areas. And like, if I if I think that, for example, like social media is not the right channel, I want to be helping my clients with other ways. So, mm -hmm. so what what I'm focusing on right now as a marketer, I guess, is um is marketing strategy and helping them to like um, get all of the freelancers for each channel together and kind of like a marketing manager role but like an from an as a freelancer mm -hmm. <laughs> if you know what I mean um, but also how to run campaigns so like I'm, I'm more like helping them with like that and how to scale if you have a business or how to go to like another market uh, so I think that's more that, that's where my uh, marketing talent lies rather than in social media if, if you need social media I can recommend other people <laughs> <laughs> that's a fair point okay so you have a bunch of experience as of now and I'm assuming that building a brand in your name and you know t getting yourself out there is a little bit like more work than having these experiences so um, can you tell us a little bit more about what tricks and approaches worked for you in building the brand for your name and also as a marketer well i guess as a marketer like if you start to have clients um i would recommend to over deliver um mm -hmm. also like don't sell services that you are not good at mm -hmm. um and not, no one is good at everything and if you're not on a on a support your expertise up front and they later find out that you're actually not the perfect person for the job they're not going to give you the contracts for the things that you would actually be perfect for. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's a huge lesson I, I, I made um, in the past and I would not do that now. And also to keep up the motivation, I guess you can use any kind of devices available to you. When I, when I started out, I used to listen to um, motivational videos on YouTube. Uh, 
there is this one scene from from Rocky that I loved when he talked to his son. It was like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, just like. <laughs> I honestly like honestly but whatever whatever helps you just do it um mm-hmm. but kind of like that's least to our next conversation the Goldigers group um so like that's one of the reasons why we started like the Goldigers, which is like a Hungarian um a, a Hungarian entrepreneur group uh for for women um uh, that it's like just constantly like being as inspired by other women it just like gives you such a boost so mm-hmm. um I guess that also helps with your motivation <laughs> if you're a woman and if you're Hungarian. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, before we go there, because that's also a very exciting to- tro- uh, topic that I can't wait to get into. But um, just just, just um, staying a little bit with your experience as, you know, in the marketing and in general, I just was wondering, um, because we often see other people with a lot of success, right? But we never really see, you know, their mistakes and all the work that they had to put in to get wherever they are so really my question is um were there any particular mistakes or failures other than the one that you mentioned just now that you learned from that you think uh influenced you and made you a better you know marketer and business person Mm -hmm. well i made like many mistakes so like that was one that i i felt like i i could do something but i i Mm-hmm. If I wanted to actually look inside, I, I would have realized that I'm not the perfect person for that contract. Mm-hmm. So that was one. And um, also to like um, be able to say out my price loud and actually be okay charging more if I think that I'm I'm worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you undercharge and if you don't ask for the price that you actually want, uh, you you just simply want to reward the same quality work because you will feel mm-hmm. underappreciated. So like that's another one. Also, like I have a few like red flags about clients that um if they are starting popping out, I'm just like, okay, I'm not gonna work with you. Like that's why, for example, if I find someone being sexist or mm-hmm. if they constantly question my ability or my word or um my advice, that's like, mm-hmm. okay, dude, we are not we are not a good match. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, I made the mistake of like not following my finances constantly. So mm-hmm. cash flow is a big one. I know everyone is talking about like cash and how you have to follow your cash. And yeah. when you start your business, you just, okay, most people, I don't think they actually do that, but no. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. <laughs> Please follow your cash, cash flow because it can lead to a difficult situation and you end up taking then contract that you actually don't want to take because you are, you are in a difficult situation. So mm-hmm definitely follow follow your finances but also like if you are an agency um uh, always have um, the sales process on so like mm-hmm. never switch it off even if you have enough clients always look for more because for whatever reason they can always stop the contract that you mm-hmm. currently have with them and that can be really difficult so that's one of the reasons why one of my business failed because i had like stable clients and then the two largest one just stopped the contract um well because they didn't need me anymore they need, mm-hmm. needed someone in-house and they actually offered me the job and I was like I, I don't want to work full-time for you um, and they needed that person so it was completely out of my hands and mm-hmm. because I didn't have uh, more uh, leads in my back pocket I just you know I, I was uh, that put me in a difficult spot so um, that would be one so that, don't ever get too comfortable that's actually one of the reasons um, uh, that made me realize that I don't want to run an agency. I more want to work as a freelancer because mm-hmm. it just, I don't know, running agency is like, it's, it's damn hard. It's you a lot constantly of work. have to try yeah. to get clients and 
he's just and I always find like because I always developed a close relationship with my clients um mm -hmm. I honestly love them all because of you know who they are and because that's why I chose them because they were really nice people who are actually putting great work out there mm -hmm. and I always find it's always fun like a breakup like I I, I was like <laughs> okay sure you can go um I know it's not me it's you <laughs> but it still hurts <laughs> I know everything about our baby which is your business <laughs> I mean, so much you know and and then you end up checking out not their profile but their business's profile like oh how they are doing oh they're still growing it's so cute yeah so um I find that for me it's easier if they are freelance clients because they tend to be at least for me that Mm -hmm. and it can differ from for anyone or everyone um, but they tend to be longer term relationships and um, I guess I also like learn how to let them go <laughs> this is so cool I, I, you're obviously doing a lot of things I've I've seen and you've talked a lot about it um, I'm just wondering um, whenever there's some idea that you have uh, I always listen to you have discussions and we also had like a lot of mastermind sessions that I we both participated in and also with Goldigers more on that later um what when you have these ideas how do you start by you know building a project upon them or how do you actually know that these ideas are valid yeah okay so i actually created a notion um oh i love notion oh my god notion page <laughs> <laughs> let me open that up um so I, whenever I have an idea, I have this list of ideas and then I kind of categorize them, whether it's a software product or it's mm -hmm. an affiliate site or a website, mm -hmm. or it's like a product. Mm -hmm. um, just going to give you the details just in a sec. Yay. <laughs> so much more exciting stuff. Okay. So I have these categories. I have uh, software, e-commerce, book and affiliate for now. But if I have, if I would have ideas for more categories, I would just add one. And there is difficulty, there is a, there's easy, uh, normal, um, hard, very hard. I actually learned this technique from Phil, one of the other um, member in Copter, and honestly changed, changed my life in terms of structuring my ideas. So it's really working out for me. Uh, there is also uh, a, um, a column for competition. So like I can just like list it there so I can mm -hmm. see whether I'm the only one on the market, which is by the way, never the case, mm -hmm. but um, I can kind of like have an idea of, uh, of the competitive scene. Um, and there, are, there, there is like this four um, other column, which is, and um, what the world needs, uh, mm -hmm. whether it's paid for, um, mm -hmm what I'm good at and what I love so oh, if great. it's kind of matching all of these requirements that's okay that's a great project and if it there is look like you know like it's easy and the scope is like normal okay maybe that's something we should go ahead and do um there is also scalability which is also important like whether it's like um gonna be your next you know big thing or just like a weekend project does also have you to prioritize your time and, and your project ideas. Um, and there is also a column for relations with people like who would be great to cooperate with for this project, mm -hmm. or there is someone I need to ask advice from. Um, it's also created and some notes. So I have this list. Um, I would be happy to share this with you. Um, 
That's what you, I was going to, to ask because uh, I think a lot of people listening to this or hopefully listening to this will probably have a great uh, learning to do in this method. Thank you so much for sharing. So this is actually amazing. And I was asking because um, drum rolls, uh, we're going to talk about gold diggers. And oh yeah. my gosh. Okay. So I remember when you were sitting in Cuphead and, you know, talked about the fact that you want to co-found this amazing group of women entrepreneurs in Hungary and we we, we were brainstorming names right and yes a couple of like okay names came up and then you were like Goldigers this is I I think it's not it wasn't you but your co-founder Gabby yeah it wasn't my idea it was Gabby's and she was like I have an idea but I'm not sure if it's good it's like I'm sure you would hate it and it was like I succeed and she was like she sure? And I was like, just say it. And she was like, okay, go on the girls. And I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. It's perfect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So before we, again, before we get into the whole thing, um, how do you know Gabby? Um, I met her through my blog. So I have a blog called madebyagnes.com, which is used, which used to be uh, goddessbusiness.com, but I renamed it because I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm, I'm an adult now. Um, <laughs> totally fair. <laughs> I met her there. She um she contacted me because she used she has this blog uh called Tech Pain Tech, which is mm-hmm. funny in Hungarian because it's a play on words because Pain mm-hmm. Tech is Friday and Tech yeah. is Tech, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and and she wanted to interview me because I just launched a new product that was the um, WordPress plugin for mm-hmm. uh, automating invoicing. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Oh my god, that's great! Then let's meet for a coffee." And I was like, "Okay, let's meet for a coffee." And on this interview, we just it just really uh, I don't know clicked. Uh, I absolutely loved it. We had we had so much fun. And after that, we, we kind of like kept in touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, we always like follow that fo- followed each other on Instagram, and and messaged each other of how things going. And when actually Corona hit, we had uh, um, a couple of hours call, and she was telling me that uh, it's really difficult because she, she her her agency also focused on gastro marketing, mm-hmm. and she helped. She helped her clients kind of to save their businesses by mm-hmm. even even before the big wave hit Hungary shortly, she was already pushing them to go for delivery because that was like the key to survival. And mm-hmm. I also loved how she handled her whole team and how she helped them to uh, to stay, I guess, like in the business. And mm-hmm. I just I just found that oh my god, with this woman, I have to work with one day <laughs> because it's so amazing. She's so smart and kind and such an awesome person and I don't know like if you have this kind of list or like feeling about people when you meet someone yeah. and you just like yeah, yeah. I'm gonna work with you one day I don't know in which project or what form but we get we're gonna make some business together at some point so that's what that was her it was it was it was business at first sight <laughs> <laughs> I love that oh my god I'm gonna steal so many nuggets from this conversation um but yeah so I when I joined and um like also met Gabby I had the very same feeling so she's super super nice and like um, an amazing woman like both of you are and uh whenever we have two women in you know building a business together or multiple ones not necessarily two I'm really curious about their dynamic right because we do have a lot of um, pre-prejudices when it comes to like women working together and I was just wondering if you can tell us a little bit more about how the dynamic is between the two of you because I I remember we talked about it a little and I found it super interesting how you guys like are basically perfect for each other yeah so Gabby is really great at stuff that I'm really bad at (laughs) which (laughs) which is a really good start 
and I'm better at things that she's a bit less good at. So uh, I guess we are just a really great match. But um, actually, like this kind of started um, when I organized like a women um, event. It was mm-hmm. us with my girlfriend, Divine. <laughs> of course. What's the word? Because people have this idea of like women working together or like girlfriends or like p- women hanging out that there's always like this, this competition and we have to just like yeah. get ahead of each other or like yes. being spiteful or like uh, put a knife in each other's backs. And yeah. I was like, that's not how my girlfriends are. And they should all meet because uh, they're all amazing. And this is kind of like how we are with Gabby. Like we just kind of like support each other and we help each other. We constantly like motivate and inspire each other. Um, and the, so like basically what she's really good at uh, is uh, design. And um, she also has great organizational skills. She's super fun. And she's kind of a perfectionist, which is a two edged sword. So I'm more like, okay, let's just get it done. It, it doesn't have to be perfect because like we will get feedback from people and that, mm-hmm. that's how we can actually perfect it. And she was like, yeah. okay, we can't publish that. It's perfect. like, okay, let's just publish it. <laughs> it was like, fine. <laughs> But what, what actually ended up happening that because of me, we push it live, but because of her, we push live something that's already next level thing. So um, that's, that's how we kind of like push it and deliver, but also like deliver quality stuff. So I, I think that that's just, you know, just works for us. I love it. Um, so gold diggers, let's get there because I'm super excited to talk about this. Um, as you, we mentioned before, it's a women entrepreneurship group in Hungary, right? So what, yeah. you know, what, when I guess you had this idea that you wanted to build a community, what was it that you started with or what were the things that were needed to build a community or how, how did this whole thing start between the, with the two of you? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I probably should not talk about wine again because this will be the third time. <laughs> but it all started because of, I think, because of that event I organized with my girlfriends uh, with wine. So, like, that was so we, when we sit down and, and said, okay, let's, let's build this group and let's build a women entrepreneur group in Hungary that we always jumped off. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the, I guess, I know the main event that we wanted to organize is the mm-hmm. wine and business event because, and and as that was her idea, she was like, where we talk about business instead of man. <laughs> <laughs> so much I more exciting, honestly. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so like, that was like one thing. Uh, but obviously, I was like, Corona kind of like said, no, you can only do that on Zoom. Uh, and they were like, okay, like, let's sit down and what, what, are, what are services that are desperately needed in Hungary for, for mm-hmm. women entrepreneurs or women entrepreneurs who, who want to do their own business, but they haven't started yet? Mm-hmm. So we're like, okay, like we should probably organize workshops mm-hmm. um, around like subjects that are popular. For example, um, today we're going to have a workshop about like how to plan your uh, next um, Excited um, about it. quarter year. Yeah, it's because mm-hmm. oh, I'm so good. And we're going to have, for example, like the, the next month's workshop is going about pricing because mm-hmm. women tend to underprice yeah. themselves. I don't know what it is, but we, we're, we have this mission to change that. Um, so we're gonna have about that. We're also gonna have like design workshops and but honestly, anything that comes to comes to mind and we think would be helpful, but we also ask our audience what they want to hear. And mm-hmm. we will probably invite uh, external help for giving workshop if there is something that we are not expert on. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have an accountability body system. 
which which is a technique I've been using for years. So like, if someone asks you like whether you've done your job, um, yeah. Okay, let's let's just start this. So like, as an entrepreneur, like no one is actually gonna ask you that because yep. they're not your, not your mom, not your boss, and yeah. So they're just not gonna do that, and they're only gonna say like, oh, whatever. Like I don't actually care when you deliver that. Your mm-hmm. friends, I mean, they are lovely, but they're not the best people yeah. to actually uh, ask to get things done. So I had I had this um, always had an accountability buddy like we're weekly on a weekly basis we sat down and uh, we were just talking about like okay like I worked on this mm-hmm. uh, this is what happened this is what I couldn't get done and we kind of like brainstormed on ideas like okay so like if the, something didn't happen like why it didn't happen like how mm-hmm. how could I get it done by next week I know a few people who actually take it to the next level and they also have like punishments for example like oh giving money to a political organization if you oh, haven't yeah. done something or like a cause that you don't actually agree with uh, I didn't do that but actually just like someone asking me whether I'd done it that was for me like an enough shame factor mm-hmm. to actually get it done uh, and uh, when we were um, planning out like the um, the the group with Gabby it was like okay we have to put this in because I think this would be like so helpful for, for oh, other yeah, people for sure. so we have this Excel where everyone puts their task in and then every Monday we ask them like whether they have done it or not and mm-hmm. we we don't do the shaming thing but we do the <laughs> celebration so, <laughs> we celebrate each other if you have done like for example a full week if you made, made like a great effort actually towards your goals I think that's amazing and that's a really good reason to celebrate and from uh, next month we're also going to have book club because I think it's like oh god we are so lucky that right now we have access to so many great mentors around the world and yeah. in the form of books and sometimes I realized when I read a book like a few months or like a few years later, I was like, okay, so like, I, I remember I learned some great lessons there. <laughs> <laughs> so the book, block, block, well, the book club aims to uh, talk about these books and kind mm-hmm. of have a deeper effect in, in, in your knowledge base um, to implement them, you know? Um, yeah. And so you can like take, take out any lesson that you learn whenever you actually need those lessons. So we also have the mastermind, which I started organizing in Copta first. And it's an hour event with Waldegers. And we usually have time for two, um, two women to share their challenges or problems mm-hmm. and as a group try to help them. And I find that great because like we all come from so many different kind of backgrounds and mm-hmm. knowledge and experiences. And sometimes you just need another point of view. And with this group, you just kind of like get it. Uh, I find I find that at least for myself super valuable and, and the, based on the feedback we got from the group I think they love it as well um, we also have like contracts um, when we were sitting like okay like actually we paid good money for uh, for our lawyers um, to get these contracts done that actually yeah. protects protects us with our, against our clients uh, and I guess protecting our clients as well but you just need like really good contracts and and we're like okay if someone's starting out and they don't necessarily want to invest in something mm-hmm. great and yeah. like okay you already have this like just like do that and that's kind of our approach with this whole um group like whatever we got knowledge wise or experience or or like already written content we just give it to the group and we try to give as much as possible and like all these super nice things that you are doing through the community for us um i like i can't thank you enough i love being part of it and honestly i just wanted to know and ask you of course other than offering all these amazing services through gold diggers what is it that you want the community to be like or what kind of experience do you want to build other than offering us all these like helpful tips and tricks and you know resources 
Okay, so a kind of our mission is to help um, women to grow and help women to grow their businesses. So our what I want for like, if you ask me like what I want Guadagars to be in five years, what I want is like, if you think about a women entrepreneur group, women entrepreneur group in Hungary, you think of Guadagars. And cool. I want to be, I want it to be available not for just people in Budapest because I think they're obviously they're gonna be the first one to find it. But yeah. I want it to be available like everywhere. I want to have Guadigars group like in the whole country because I think it would really help uh, smaller uh, villages and smaller cities to actually grow. Because everyone, almost everyone has a laptop or like access to a laptop. Mm-hmm. And all these women have these amazing ideas. I think Hungarians are extremely talented and yeah, I think they just need this motivation and some self-confidence to actually shine. And I hope to actually give them um, some of this motivation <laughs> and and knowledge on how to build their business i love this um how how's the group so far so all these uh team members that we have group members that we have how do you see the interaction between them and all that's happening because I, I i know that i've been thoroughly enjoying all the events and anything that we ever mm-hmm. do with gold diggers but i'm just curious how you see the things going So whenever we have an event on, for example, the mastermind, Mm -hmm. what is super interesting to me is like everyone actually giving everything they got to help that person. Mm -hmm. And that's that's kind of like the safe environment we hoped to create. Mm -hmm. Um, And we see them interacting with each other, like messaging. Um, What we still need to improve is how to make the Facebook group a bit more alive and so people would actually ask questions there because mm-hmm. we got so many questions on the masterminds on the events but we still don't get enough questions on the facebook group which is like would be a great platform for us all of us to constantly contribute so mm-hmm. that's something we have to work on but i think we have a great foundation here and uh by creating this this really safe environment where people can actually uh, thrive i agree so many nuggets and so much information and so much like oh my gosh I was like wow okay I'm sorry I'm like get, having a hard time saying anything because I'm so excited and so amazed and so like grateful to have this conversation <laughs> um I just wanted to ask you this because uh you've been doing a lot of things right and oftentimes when I find myself having a lot on my plate I do feel over- overwhelmed and I was just mm-hmm. curious whenever you have Uh, or you have the same feeling or if you do uh, at all what do you do like do you take breaks or you know what is your method of dealing with like stress I guess yeah so uh, yeah I used to have that I still have that I, I think it's a constant battle uh, I used to wake up in the middle of the night at 3 a.m I was like wow oh my clients gonna eat me I'm not doing a good <laughs> job <laughs> so I can I can completely relate to that It's something that you just have to start to deal with. And if you overwork, you're just gonna like have more of these nights and more of these moments and more of these moments and, and <clears throat> waking up in the middle of the night is gonna lead to more lead to more burnout. So it's kind of like a vicious, not even a circle because it's a fucking, I mean, excuse me. It's a, it's a spark <laughs> that kind of like drags you down. So whenever I notice that, and for me, like one of the first time I notice is like, I just lose my creativity. Mm-hmm. and my motivation to work and honestly I love working and if I don't want to like start my computer and actually create things I'm like okay I need to take a break because this is not not going anywhere good um so then I try to like relax and do other stuff for me like nature works because I'm I love hiking you know mm-hmm. hiking group I, I really love that so like whenever I look at something green <clears throat> and not on my computer but actually green outside <laughs> <laughs> 
that really helps. Uh, I also do loads of meditation. Um, I, I do, um, I work out in the morning. Um, usually I go for a run or I recently restarted uh, rollerblading, which I love. Uh, um, I also do yoga. Yoga is a huge help. It's, it's not just with my mental health, but also with my back because we are all sitting all day uh, yeah. on the chair. It's just, it's just not what humans are made for. So no. um, yoga kind of helps to correct that. Uh, I use actually Down Dog a lot. I don't know if you know Down Dog. It's, um, yeah, it's Jamie great was like the one yoga. who actually told yeah. me about it, your fiance. So yes, but please go on. Uh, oh, yeah. What is Down Dog? Oh my god, it's gonna be like I don't. I promise I don't have enough flailing for this, but it's. it's really <laughs> great. So Dandog is this yoga app uh, that creates uh, customized workouts for you. So mm-hmm. like if you said that okay, I only have fifteen minutes or twenty minutes, and I I want to go easy. Um, they're like gentle hatha and other type of yoga that you can mm-hmm. choose from. And okay, I want to focus on my back or my lower back or, or I don't know, stretching. Mm-hmm. And yeah. based on all of these criteria, um, it just generates a workout for you. And it just likes, it's, it's just so great because it always like differs a bit. So it's never boring. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually really, really good. So it's, um, it's not, obviously it's a different experience than going to a class, but obviously that's a bit different now because of Corona. Uh, but I think it's an in-between solution or an everyday solution. It's, it's really good. And there are lots of coupons out there that you can look for. It's not expensive. I think I paid like 7,000 forints for like a whole year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just, it just, I don't know. It just changed my, my life uh, in the yoga sense. Uh, but I, I always, I've been always doing yoga a lot. Um, it always helped me because of, you know, sitting yeah in one place it just just kills you after a while um so that but I also um do therapy like once a week I I I have a therapist therapy session um that always helps me to like reflect because not just the one hour I spend with my therapist but during the whole week I have to ask myself uh, how, how am I feeling like yeah making notes of things happening it was like and before before therapy I was like okay just work and I, I had no idea how I felt you know like <laughs> yeah. being from from your feelings and yeah. from your state it's just like such a lack of awareness that yeah if, you, if you're not aware it's just gonna lead to more burnout because only you yeah. don't even notice that you are on on the on the on the way to like a huge burnout that's is actually much harder to recover from I actually want to thank you for mentioning this because I think, uh, I don't know what you think, but I, 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 what I see in, especially in Hungary is that mental health is such a huge taboo still like talking about, you know, going yeah. to therapy and your mental health is like, what are you talking about? It's not not an existent thing. <laughs> and I think it's, it's, it's very important for us to admit that it's not about being a crazy person or, you know, having, you know, psycho problems or whatever, but it's all about like reflecting, giving yourself the time to actually sit down and spend the time to, you know, relax and kind of think about all the things that hap- that's happening to you and, you know, uh, kind of digesting them. Wow. Okay. Um, all these amazing information, nuggets and everything. Again, I, I keep repeating myself, but this is how I feel. And I wanted to ask you a super last question. We're both huge yeah. fans of Tim Ferriss, or at least I am. I don't know about you. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, he's like the fa- forefather of podcasting. And he usually asks this question uh, of his guests. And I really want to, I love it. So I'm just going to copy it. Um, you have a billboard in Hungary or the world. You can choose whatever yeah. in the world what would you put on it what's the message oh my god it's, 
it's so funny because just this morning I was, I was listening to this uh listening to Flintin for his podcast and he asked this from his guest and I was like I would not even know what I would put in there <laughs> like, but, but I was like, if, if I would be the interviewee I would probably prepare for this question and guess what I didn't prepare for this question <laughs> but I think <laughs> I think it probably I would pr- probably write um probably write uh, that you are enough and just that uh, because that by not feeling enough that actually like kind of like led me to overwork myself so yeah. much and led me to confidence issues that stopped me from asking the price so that I was actually worse and going after contracts and and I don't know building larger scale projects because I, I thought that I was not enough or I was not enough without my work um so I think just that that you are enough that would be on my billboard. Wow, this is amazing. Thank you so, so much for this conversation. Do you have anything you wanted to add or mention that I didn't ask or we didn't have the time to talk about? Um, maybe just one thought um, that you mentioned the Elementor subscription and it's actually for me like a, a conscious decision that whenever I meet someone, I'm trying to, I'm trying to help them but not co- completely like from selfless reasons. I really okay. want to have a strong relationship with people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you have this mindset of like, okay, how can I help that person? Instead of how can I take something out of this yes. relationship? Mm-hmm. I find that I get so much more in return. So like, yeah. you know, as a businesswoman for me, that sounds like a pretty good deal. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So just like be a nice person and try to help others. I think that's a really good, great place to start. I love that. Thank you so much for having this conversation with me. I loved it. And hopefully soon. Thank you all for tuning in for today's discussion. If you enjoyed it just as much as I did, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Show notes will include links to everything as usual. You can head over to koptadbudapest.hu for more information or check out our Facebook, Instagram, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you at Coptar and remember, if you've got something in your hive mind, tell us.